And good morning, NASCAR fans. Welcome to Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you as we get set for NASCAR going to the newly reconfigured Atlanta Motor Speedway later today. And can't wait to talk about that and, of course, talk about the big win by Chase Briscoe at Phoenix last week. But Brandon, Atlanta man Bain, uh, glad to have you here on the show this morning. Live from Atlanta, I know you've been having a fantastic time so far this weekend, and you, just like me, can't wait for this new racetrack uh, there in Atlanta to be debuted later today. Yeah, I tell you what, PJ, this is uh, I look forward to this every year. This is this is my uh, family reunion, if you will, man. I mean, uh, my mom and dad and so many friends and good people and family that we don't get to see, uh, we see in Atlanta. And I tell you what, it never disappoints on the infield here in Atlanta, man. It, it is always an amazing time with amazing folks. And I tell you, I am so stoked for today. This race today is going to be a piece of NASCAR history. I'm telling you, I'm calling it now. It is amazing. It is absolutely amazing on this track, man. Oh, absolutely. So happy that you're able to be up there this weekend as well. Know it's a great time, and we will talk in depth here later in the show about all the changes made to Atlanta Motor Speedway. Can't wait to discuss that and preview this race at Atlanta later today. But uh, again, there last week at Phoenix, Chase Briscoe comes home with his first career win uh, here in the Cup Series after leading 101 laps there at Phoenix. And not only that, it was Chase Briscoe there winning the race. Like I said, led 101 laps, didn't back into anything, right? Went out there and won. And listen to this top five. Ross Chastain coming home there in second. Tyler Reddick in third. Two guys that are putting on a, a fantastic uh, 2022 so far. Ryan Blaney come home in fourth after leading 143 laps. And then Kurt Busch come home there with a top five uh, for 23-11 racing. And I think there's so many different things we we could go on about here. Uh, But, of course, Chase Briscoe being able to finish that one off, 101 laps uh, led there, Brandon. And in a race again where, where he didn't just chance into a victory, he went out there and won this thing. Yeah, I think what we've seen, P.J., so far this season is in 2022, NASCAR got exactly what they asked for with this next gen. I mean, right now, every, everybody is very equal, and you're getting to see that driver talent race through the field and, and what some of these guys have that never get an opportunity to show it. And I tell you, I think the racing has been absolutely amazing. But uh, what, a, what a big win for Chase Briscoe there at Phoenix. I mean, when you sit there and you think about it, it's a guy that you don't talk much about. and You know he's young and over there at Stuart Haas. And uh, I tell you, uh, I, I think we're going to see a, a season this year very similar to what we saw last year. Through the first 10 races, we can easily have 10 different winners. I mean, that these guys are out absolutely going out and driving their heart out on this next gym. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you hit it on the head. Ryan Blaney leading 143 laps, looking like the dominant car there at Phoenix. Uh, started from the pole and uh, had some issues, some steering issues, and came back to get a fourth-place finish. I, I, there was just so many comers and goers throughout the day there at Phoenix, guys that would come to lead and fall off or race up through the lead and fall off. And I tell you what, to see Chase Briscoe, uh, you know, get his first career Cup Series win and set another piece of history, being the 200th different winner in NASCAR history, um, it, it's just big moments, man. We've seen nothing but big moments so far this year in 2022. And uh, I'm, I, I can't wait to see what, what other big moments are uh, still out there that we're going to watch this year, man. I tell you what, it's it's been absolutely amazing so far. 
I couldn't agree with you more just about, especially about the 10, 15 races uh, that we see first here in 2022. I think it's going to be wild. And do I think that later in the season, uh, probably four or five guys are, are going to figure things out and dominate things, especially the second time we see some racetracks? Possibly and, and probably, but this start of the season has been crazy. You talk about the kind of top fives, top tens we've seen uh, throughout the start of 2022. And I think we've been able to see pure talent on display with these cars uh, being harder to drive, which, again, I think is something NASCAR did very well, being able to communicate with the drivers what they wanted, fans what they wanted as well, and throw together a really good combination and have a harder-to-drive car. Then again, of course, you do have uh, these cars and, and the kind of equipment they have all coming from the same place. So... To me, it's it's more of driver talent on display. My kind of opinion on that is, well, if if that's how it's going to be, then uh, we, we got to see that driver talent come through. And right. uh, if if someone's if someone's going to be mad about it, they just got to be mad at, at themselves because they got to be going out there and, and figuring this out and and winning this thing. And I, I'm not saying that, that Kyle Busch isn't going to be able to do that. I've I've long said he's one of the best, if not the the most talented driver. Uh, on the circuit with with how many different ways uh, he's able to win and all the different tracks that, that he's insanely good in. Uh, but if there's a car that's going to display driver talent, it's exactly this one. And I think we've seen that with the comers and goers and with the guys that we've seen finish in the top 10 and top 5 uh, here throughout the 2022 season that maybe we haven't been able to see before because of that equipment, because of the, the team differential that we've had in the past kind of holding them back a little bit. Now, I don't think it'll stay this way forever. I think the cream will kind of rise to the top here and, and bigger teams will figure out a way and, and you know, drivers will figure out a way to uh, figure this thing out and, and win more races more consistently. But right now, uh, we kind of have, a, have a, a mad shootout and guys that we haven't seen up there being able to show off their talent and not be held back. Guys like Daniel Suarez consistently in the top 10, Tyler Reddick, Ross Chastain, and uh, you know, at the same time, I kind of don't think they're going away anytime soon. They're being able to display this talent, and it's their true driving style, and I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I tell you, PJ, I mean, that's the biggest surprise for me is is going from the car we went from last year and seeing how dominant, uh, you know, the Hendricks and the Gibbs and, and the Penske's are. And, and I mean, that, they're always going to be that way. Like you said, I mean, it's only a matter of time before uh, their engineers figure something out or somebody finds something in, in a way to set the car up to, to kind of get the feel they're looking for. And, and to kind of touch base on the Kyle Busch, I mean, his comments were never good. I mean, I, I don't think you can ever please Kyle Busch 100% unless he goes out and wins every week. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, if you go back and look at his season through 2022, it, he's done nothing but overcome every kind of situation in a racetrack. I mean, we saw him come from four laps down in Cali. We've seen him spin out in practice. We've seen him spin out during the race. And he always seems to come back and find a way to get inside that top ten at the end of the day. So um, I, I just I think the car is amazing. But uh, it, it's, the question mark is going to be who's going to be the first one to get it figured out. I think consistency is the one thing that every team has lacked so far this year, minus a couple. Um, but I love seeing these guys that are what we call under, you know, a little underfunded teams, B teams, you know, the track house and the petty motorsports and, and, and different organizations that just don't quite have the engineers and the money to go out to spend to put the people in the position to, to build this race team. But with that being said, this car has given them the ability to take their talent and go up there and race. We went from seeing 
uh, let's say, 12, 15 guys that could have won last year. Um, and now I think the top 20 can win in the right situation. I mean, we've seen Eric Jones with fast cars maybe not getting the finish. I mean, Tyler Reddick's going to get a win at some point in time. Chastain, he looks due for a win. I mean, so many names that last year we would have never even talked about being in the winner's category this year going, okay, they, they've got a really good chance of getting there. Um, and, and not only because of what the equipment is, but because of their being able to drive. They're being able to showcase their driver talent and equal equipment. And uh, I tell you, if it stays like this at least through 12 races of the season, I'm going to be happy because I've been happy all year. I, I'm loving the racing right now. Other than last year, that's purely because of the, the finishes that we saw and uh, some of the different guys winning races. I don't think I've been this excited for, for NASCAR, especially the start of a season and just where it could possibly go. I haven't been this excited for NASCAR in a long, long time, maybe 10, 15 years, and uh, it's it's just getting better. And I'm even more excited later today about Atlanta. Also at Phoenix, by the way, Ryan Blaney leading over 140 laps there, leading the most laps in the race. He's due for a win here at some point, right? I mean, it's it's got to be coming soon, but maybe later today at Atlanta at this new configuration, we'll come back and talk about that with Atlanta man himself, Brandon Bain, here on Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio. And welcome back. It's Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you as we get set for the NASCAR Cup Series at Atlanta later today. And be sure also every Wednesday night at 6 o'clock, to head to Coach's Corner and check out Rubbin' and Grubbin' with our guy Brandon Bain as uh, he covers all things NASCAR there midweek and, of course, gets you ready for the weekend coming up. If you can't make it physically to Coach's Corner, enjoy some of that great food and great entertainment, then be sure to check it out on Facebook Live there at Coach's Corner's Facebook Live at, at Rubbin' and Grubbin' there every Wednesday night at 6. But, uh, Brandon, as we've been talking about, Atlanta has made some huge changes not only repaving the track, but changing uh, the banking uh, in almost every part of the track there as well. We have the former specs versus the current specs right now. Uh, Brandon, of course, uh, the repaving as well, which provides its own change also. When you talk about tire wear, faster speeds, more grip for these uh, drivers. But former versus current specs, you have the apron at two degrees banking, but the transition apron Changes from 4 degrees banking to 18 degrees banking. Uh, The banking, the normal banking in the corners, you have 24 degrees from last year and the old configuration now at 28. Track width, huge when it comes to this uh, reconfiguration. It used to be 55 feet on the front stretch. Now a little bit wider there at 61.6 feet. But on the back stretch, it tightens up to 42 feet. In the turns, it tightens up from 15 feet to 40 feet wide there in the turns at Atlanta. So Atlanta man, Brandon Bain, you've been there all weekend taking this in with practice and Xfinity series and the truck series race as well. Man, what are we supposed to expect? What are we going to see? And what kind of wild creature is this new track? Oh yeah, PJ. I mean, I'll tell you both races yesterday were absolutely amazing. And you know, the, the kicker today is we got a new car on a new track. Uh, What we saw yesterday with the trucks and Xfinity are cars they've run on a brand new track. And I tell you, it is, uh, it, it races like a mini Daytona, mini Talladega. They, they form a pack. It's, it's two lines. Um, I mean, they're pushing They're they're bumper to bumper. I mean, they're bump drafting, they're pushing They're uh, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. And uh, I tell you, watching practice yesterday, I think they got in a group there and ran for a while. 
and the, the lap speeds were 29.7. Uh, let's see, last time they reconfigured Atlanta in 97, and Bodine got that pole, that record pole speed of 197.4. Uh, he ran a 28 and some change. So these guys are running 190-plus mile-an-hour average laps here. Um, no tire wear that I've seen, but I tell you what, if today's race is anything like the two yesterday were in for a treat, man. I mean, that was awesome. Ty Gibbs making a, a great move there at the finish to get that win. Yeah, I mean, Xfinity and Trucks just racing their heart out three wide. We saw him as four wide at one point in time on 40 foot. Um, it, it's just insane. But I tell you, Atlanta Motor Speedway and uh, their owners, Bruton and everybody, did an amazing job uh, putting this together. And I know there was a lot of what ifs and, oh, they shouldn't have done that and I, this is going to be stupid. And, and I was one of them that, that didn't really know what to expect until I got here and put eyes on it. And uh, I tell you what, I think that if, if the race today is anything like the two yesterday, you're going to see an amazing show. I mean, these guys stay grouped up, not the typical old Atlanta you know, five laps in and tires start wearing tire management and cars are spread out, you know, throughout the top 15, everybody's two seconds apart. Every single lap of those races yesterday, everybody was tightened up together. And from what I see in practice, I will tell you this, the top is the way to get around, but that bottom inside lane can pull up very quick. The run comes very fast. It is, it is awesome, awesome racing, man. I am so stoked about it. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited to see what what we have here, and especially like you said, with with some of those different lines. Uh, what lines do they choose? Do 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 we see kind of that that line that draft line form that we normally see? You know, maybe in the middle of a race to see things calm down uh, here in Atlanta. And and how much restrictor plate type racing do we see today? Because uh, I mean, part of me thinks that they're going to go out there and, and be as wild as, as possible or, or, you know, maybe they might calm it down really quickly. You know, maybe we might see like we did in the all-star race a few years ago where it's oh, basically pack racing the whole time there at Charlotte because that's really the only thing I can, I can even kind of fathom to compare this to when you think about restrictor plate type style of racing on a mile and a half type track. Not at Daytona, not at a Talladega, where, again, to me, the most important part is that track width and having that room to go three and four wide. This is still Atlanta, and, and not only that, but it's it's gotten even more thin in the corners there and, and on the backstretch as well. So there's not a whole lot of room to breathe like there is at, at Talladega or Daytona or even at, at a California, at a Michigan. No, they, they constricted that even more. So... This is this is so rare and unique uh, that that my expectations I don't know where to go with them but I, I can't wait and they're they're through the roof I think it's going to be insanely exciting with with that being said I think this is almost m- more of a a mental race honestly than than a physical or or anything like that I mean think about having those speeds right I, I mean th- these guys are going basically I, I mean the horsepower is uh, higher than it was even even last year with kind of the base package that they have with this next gen car, they're, they're going faster, you know, not as fast as they have in the past, but of course faster uh, than they have been. And of course, with the repave, the tires not falling off as much, you're going to have more grip. You're going to have more speed there as well. Uh, but the mental aspect of having this many guys around you, this consistently on a thin track at Atlanta I mean, you talk about throwing something in a blender and just watch and see how it comes out. That's what this seems like, and it that can get to a lot of drivers for sure. 
Uh, so, man, I, I can't wait to see what this is like. But I think as much from a, a skill level kind of standpoint, this might be even more of a, a mental test for these guys. Just being so compact and so tied together for, for so long today at Atlanta. Yeah, it, it's amazing to watch. It really is. I mean, it shows you why these guys are the best in the world at what they do. I mean, just the truck and Xfinity yesterday was uh, insane. The moves you saw were just insane. But uh, NASCAR got what they wanted. I, I think what they did is they mixed everybody up. You kind of said it best with the blender there. Uh, you know, it, it's the the same package we're running at Daytona and Talladega they're running here. So it's that 550, uh, lower horsepower, you know, horsepower, higher downforce. Um, but the one thing that I will tell you is it's got the double yellow line just like at Daytona on the front stretch. You can't pass below the double yellow here at Atlanta now. And the 40-foot in the corners makes it crazy. I mean, when these guys come into these turns and they're three wide, you know, we think about, you know, 40-foot. No, 40-foot's a good bit, but these cars are, you know, seven-foot wide. I mean, these are these are big race cars. And when you put three of them side-by-side side on 40-foot, man, it got hectic yesterday. But uh, I think they got what they want. I think today we still have some unknowns. I mean, when you look at it, we don't know what the next-gen tire is going to do here. We don't know how they're going to set the cars up. Are they going to are they going to screw them out a little bit more like we saw at California? Are they going to tighten them up uh, like they did at Daytona? Uh, from the com- communication radio I've heard is it's kind of one of those fifty fifty. You want to find a sweet spot because if you tighten it up too much, uh, you're not going to be able to make the moves you need to make. But you can't have it strung out there either because you got to be able to draft. So um, it is definitely throwing these guys and teams for a loop. They're definitely having to crunch some numbers and go back and look at things and try to figure out the new the new of it all and go, okay, where where can I be? What What's the sweet spot for the setup? Are we good there? Um, but I tell you, everything that I have seen so far about this track, and I, I was really, really kind of, uh, you know, kind of upset about it in a way. I mean, I, I thought it was going to be cool, but I wanted to see the 670, the normal horsepower package we've been running at other mile-and-a-half, two-mile tracks. They did the super speedway. I'm like, man, this is they wanted to be Daytona, this and that. And I tell you, it is a perfect blend of a mile and a half speed, how quick the moves happen. But it is Daytona and how they bump draft and how the run comes. Um, and I'm telling you right now, today is going to be an awesome day to be a NASCAR fan here at Atlanta, man. I mean, we're, we're so excited for it. I think you said sweet spot there with the skew. I think a lot of drivers are going to be trying to find a sweet spot out on the track later today. They're not going to be able to find it with, with how many uh, different cars they're going to have around them. But yeah, I think you said it there too. Again, uh, this, I think the perfect combination between a restrictor plate racetrack and a mile and a half uh, track. And I knew that once they started talking about a double yellow line, I was like, man, are we really going to see that type of racing in Atlanta? And I feel like it's just a matter of time here later today before we do. I haven't had this type of excitement for, for a racetrack in a long, long time. Restructures or repaves are one thing. You know they're going to have more grip, more speed. This is something totally different with what we're seeing in Atlanta. You know, when we went to the Circuit of the Americas, I was pretty excited didn't really know what to see. Then again, it was a road course, and we know guys are going to be able to figure that out. This is a new monster, man, and I can't wait for it. I know you can't either, but we'll come back. We'll try to make our picks uh, for the Quick Trip Folds of Honor uh, 500 here later today on Green White Checkered on ESPN Radio. Stay tuned. And welcome back. It's Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. PJ Zuko, Brandon Bain here with you as we get set 
the NASCAR Cup Series at Atlanta later today. Also, Wednesday night, every Wednesday night, be sure to check in there at Coach's Corner. Go and get a great meal, great drinks, and great entertainment as well. And check out Rubbin' and Grubbin' every Wednesday night at 6 with our guy uh, Brandon Bain. If you can't make it there physically, be sure to check it out on the Coach's Corner Facebook live feed there every Wednesday night at 6 for Rubbin' and Grubbin'. But the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 there at Atlanta, Atlanta Motor Speedway uh, later today, Brandon, with this reconfiguration and new style of racing, uh, first of all, always love um, the the type of patriotism and salute to our country that Atlanta gives, especially there with the Folds of Honor Quick Trip 500 and just Folds of Honor and the organization that that they have given back to the troops um, has has been you know fantastic and incredible, and I love seeing that every single year. But uh, of course, the the other special part of this race as well is this reconfiguration of Atlanta motor speedway. Y- you go first as always, man. And I'll try and pick <laughs> it back up off of you. Uh, who do you see being able to corral this place and, and maybe just, you know, like we're, we're in March now, right. With survive and advance and uh, the big NCAA tournament and, and whatnot, who's going to survive and win here later today at Atlanta. Well, I think you said it right, PJ. It's going to be about survival today for sure. Right place, right time. But, yeah, definitely want to give a big shout-out to uh, all our brother-in-arms out there, brothers and sisters-in-arms, man, that, uh, you know, paid the ultimate sacrifice to uh, give us the freedom that we have in this country and and for me to be able to be Atlanta man and be here to watch it. Uh, Definitely want to give a big thanks out there to everybody. Um, But, no, man, it's all about survival today. And I tell you – from what I saw yesterday, track position means a lot, but you can come back. And I tell you, I, I called it out on Wednesday. I'm going with my favorite guy this weekend, the home track. Mr. Chase Elliott is going to finally get a win here at his home track. I think that uh, from what I saw in practice yesterday, he had really good speed. I think he's a great talent. He can get this figured out pretty quick. So I'm going to roll Chase Elliott out strong uh, first this year, which uh, first for today in Atlanta, which I hadn't done yet this year, but you knew it was coming. So I'll take Chase Elliott. Uh, two for me, I think you got to look out for Ryan Blaney. I mean, we, we've said it, the, the consistency and what he's been able to do in the fast race cars he's had so far this year, you can guarantee uh, he's going to be up front, not only because of uh, the good race cars he's brought, but when you talk about restrictor plate style racing or, or that kind of stuff, Ryan Blaney always seems to be in the mix. So we'll throw him in and take him second. Three for me, uh, it's got to be Kyle Busch. Again, a guy that we talked about earlier in the show who's been consistent with this next-gen car, even though he doesn't like it. Uh, and, and he says it comes from Walmart. But, hey, man, maybe he needs to start shopping at Target or something, man, because at the end of the day, I'm telling you right now, he's doing a really good job, and I'll take him third today. I think Candyman is going to have some speed, might surprise some people with a win. Four for me, this is where it gets a little hard. Four for me. I tell you, I'll go ahead and take Denny Hamlin. Uh, there again, another great restrictor plate driver. He he's going to get it figured out. Um, you know, that, that just a good team always seems to find a way to be there at the end to be able to put himself in position. So, barring any accidents, trouble on pit road, I'll look for Denny Hamlin there as well. Uh, five for me. I tell you, it's a guy um, that we talk about being very consistent and just the consistency that he's shown throughout the first part of the season, and that's Joey Logano. Uh, you know, another good restrictor plate guy that knows how to run super speedways. Uh, I think that he's going to be able to take the 22 pins oil out there today and do his thing. Right place, right time, he can come home with a win. Now, the dark horses here 
are going to be a little tough, man. I tell you what, I, I look for William Byron, not too dark of a dark horse, but I look for William Byron to have a really good run. Again, I think the kids had fast race cars, um, just hadn't quite got the finishes he deserved yet this season. So be on the lookout for the 24. And another guy that I think is going to surprise some people as a dark horse here is going to be Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Um, and, and it's funny, we talk about uh, restrictor plate racing, and a lot of these names are guys that do really good at Daytona or Talladega or both. And and for some reason, that's what we've gone to. We went from an Atlanta that uh, it went from tire management, from the abrasiveness, and and having to manage your tires and having that long run, long green flag runs, to just absolute mayhem. Cars being bumper to bumper, two lanes, twenty deep. Um, man, I tell you what, I, it's going to surprise me today if we don't come out of here with a lot of wrecked race cars. But I can tell you one thing: is not going to be disappointing is uh, being out there and getting to see it live in person. They're going to put on a great show for the fans today. And anybody at home watching, if you're watching, make sure you check out right in the center of turn two on the infield. If you see a checkered flag, Atlanta uh, Cape flying, that's Atlanta man himself. Man, I'm going to be out there rooting them on, brother. Uh, that's right. As as you should be, man. Can't wait for it. We'll be looking out for you. Atlanta man himself, Brandon Bain, there at Atlanta, ready to Welcome in and and uh, uh, baptize this place a little bit in in, in some holy water there uh, oh, there it, for Atlanta Motor Speedway and uh, man can't can't wait for that can't wait for that absolutely and and gonna be looking out for it but I'm right there with you on a lot of those Brandon uh, my number one though I, I'm gonna go with Ryan Blaney as I said I think he's he's due for a win it's got to be coming soon and you talk about him being good at mile and a half tracks him being good at restrictor plate tracks keeping his nose clean as well. And you think about crazy finishes at a racetrack like Talladega. Maybe we see Ryan Blaney come home with a crazy finish in Atlanta later today. And again, just think he's really solid at these types of racetracks and in this style of racing. So give me Ryan Blaney. I'll go there with you too. Uh, there at number two, Kyle Busch, I'll, I'll have it. I mean, he's been very consistent with this new car, even though he doesn't like it that much. And you talk about being good at Atlanta and mile and a half tracks as well. I think Kyle Busch, when you have a new style of racing like this and an interesting uh, you know, racetrack to go to, I, I always have Kyle Busch in my top five because I feel like he can really uh, you know, take the reins of a car like this and be able to hold on to it. So give me Kyle Busch there, number two. Number three, yeah, hometown guy. I'll go with Chase Elliott as well. Hasn't been able to come home with a win there at Atlanta, but hey, maybe today is the day for that. Four and five, going to be a little interesting. Going to be a little different for you here today. You talk about all these young guys that have been able to show their stuff here lately. How about an old Wiley vet who's dominated at Atlanta before and loves this racetrack? I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. Maybe he keeps his nose clean and is able to figure this place out, as he always has been able to do. And also, I'm going to go with Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace, uh, a really solid restrictor plate driver and has been able to stay out of uh, some cautions and wrecks there in restrictor plate racing as well. Came home with a victory at Talladega, albeit rain-shortened there last year. Maybe he comes home and is able to fight to the finish and survive in advance here later today. And you talk about crazy finishes Who's always there at the end when everyone else is wrecked? Michael McDowell. He got, he, he's able to win the Daytona 500 there last year, and I think Michael McDowell, when you have a style of race like this, he's always able to find his way to the front. So for Atlanta man, Brandon Bain, I am PJ Zuko, hoping you have an incredible rest of your race day. Stay safe, whatever you do, and be sure to always tune in to Green White Checkered here on ESPN Radio. 
every Sunday from 9 to 9.30. But, Brandon, hope you have a fantastic time up there in Atlanta. We'll be looking out for you there in the infield. Brandon Bain, I am PJ Zuko. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Stay safe and God bless.